A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, Kevin here, and uh, if you're wondering why you're hearing my voice, it's because we're doing things a little bit differently today, and uh, hopefully in the future, if you guys will allow us to, this is another one of those .5 episodes with Joe Battisi and myself, and we are going to try to put these out on a regular basis. So surprise, I hope you enjoy what we're doing here. We'll get into it during the episode, but uh, what we're going to try to do is give bonus content to our Patreon subscribers. Well, for now, as Patreon subscriber, we want to give a special thanks to David Lang for being the first Patreon subscriber. If you guys want to join David and get all the bonus episodes from here on out, go ahead and visit patreon.com slash real spoilers. You know how to spell it, real with two E's. And at the $5 or higher level, you'll get a special RSS feed that will allow you to get these bonus episodes and hopefully other perks in the future. So Joe and I are going to dedicate ourselves to doing one episode per week. Hopefully you guys want them. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. I know that the last 0.5 episodes we did, people seem to really dig them and, and say to keep them up. And so we tried to figure out a plan that would allow us to support doing them and uh, raise some funds for the show. Because as you know, we don't have a lot of ads. We, we try to give you regular scheduled content and, and that's about it every week. Joe and I love doing this and uh, we love to talk about things other than just the box office and the movie. So this gives us a chance to do it. It was a heck of a time getting Joe on the phone. You'll hear some of it during the episode. It was funny. He uh, got back from dropping his daughter off to daycare, and as soon as he got back, he turned on his computer, and if any of you are Windows users out there, I know we're going to catch flack from the Mac users, but uh, as soon as he turned it on, it decided to do all of its updates. I don't know if Joe had Windows 95, but it took about an hour to get his computer up to speed so he could get on Skype and talk to me. And then once he was, it sounded like he was in the uh, the dugout of a baseball game or something. The quality was terrible. So I ended up just calling him on the phone. It was like almost two hours after we were planning on recording. So I wanted to get this up for today to be the first Patreon-exclusive uh, bonus episode. Of course, you're hearing this on the regular feed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to tell you about it. So enjoy. But uh, from now on, if you want to hear these bonus episodes, please give us some feedback. Tell us if you like them. And then go to patreon.com slash real spoilers. Hopefully uh, that will be worth it for you. And we will make a first priority, as we say in this upcoming show, to buy Joe a new microphone with any money that we raise so that we can get regular content. I think by next week we should have it sorted out. But until then, happy Friday, and we hope you enjoy the new episode. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, episode 373.5. So you know what that means. You've heard one of these episodes before. It means it's myself, Kevin, and Joe talking. Hey, Joe. Hey, what's going on? And if Joe sounds like he's calling in from uh, the Kentucky Derby or something, uh, we were having some hey, weird... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Why would I call in from the Kentucky Derby? Oh, I'm sorry. If you thought Joe was at a Monday Night Raw that was in Kentucky... There we go. Next week, this <laughs> Monday, in St. Louis, Monday Night Raw will be here. You sound like you are ringside at the fights. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's a quality of... Or, wait a minute. Uh, the content no, is the quality. I don't yeah, know. quality I, over no, but quantity over quality. Yeah, the, really right. Because we're comparing quality to quality, so that's why it's confusing. <laughs> so it's like the content quality versus the audio quality. So I'm not sure how to compare Correct. that. But anyway, this is real spoilers. It's just Joe and myself talking. Uh, we first of all want to introduce what we're doing. We did a couple of these little test episodes. We like to talk about, uh, you know, the Oscars, for example, was one. Uh, we did another one when Batman was cast, I think. We were like, we got to talk about this because... Uh, 
wasn't there? Well, so I guess to go even further back, there was a there was a second podcast that was like the sister podcast for Real Spoilers. Um, that was basically this. Like we talk about news, we talk about rumors, stuff like that. Oh sure. Um, with like a an overlying topic. Right, you, right. You might be able to find those. I don't know. If they oh my gosh, they're so. I mean, we're going back like <laughs> six, seven years ago. But so okay. So. Uh, yeah. So we used to do the Review STL podcast, and that was, you know, based right. out of ReviewSTL.com before Real Spoilers even really got... It was the very beginning of all the podcast stuff we were doing. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that's the site that, of course, I write for, uh, friends of the show, Brad Hyen, Steve Kelly, got a couple people that write for it. But anyway, uh, so what we would do is things that we didn't want to take up time for with Real Spoilers. So when we're either doing a box office episode, which didn't exist back then, or a movie no, episode... That was when real spoilers was like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we didn't want to, we did not want to fill it up, or I should say, Tom and Dan, who actually have lives. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have real jobs, uh, nine to fives, and you know they they do. We don't want to keep them around so that we can talk about uh, Steve Austin won the belt or uh, Ar- correct. Arnold is fighting the predator again or whatever we want to talk about. Uh, but Joe and I do. And, and we also know that people like to hear about what maybe we're listening, what movies we've seen, things that are off topic, uh, conversational yeah, off-roading, if you will. That is, that is a real foolish trademark. That's true. It is. So, uh, so this is what yeah. we want to do. So we've been talking for a long time about a way that we could raise funds for the show, not to get rich or anything, but so that we can pay for web hosting and pay for equipment. Man, uh, Joe's microphone. Um, uh, pardon yeah, me. Joe, Joe's shitty microphone, yeah. So we're trying to figure out how can we raise money for the show uh, a la a Patreon, Kickstarter type thing, but we don't want to take away any content for the listeners, right? So no, we no. don't we don't want to say, okay, hey, now there's a paywall. You can listen to five episodes for free. Then you, you know, we don't want to do anything like that. The show's always been no. free. We're at episode 373 was the last official episode. We've never charged for it, and we don't plan on charging for it. You know, so absolutely you, not. You no, may not. Yeah, you may no, hear some not ads. Unless somebody's like, you know, well, offers us boo bucks to do the show. Right, and then like we said before, we'll go to R E A L spoilers, and they can have right. the yeah, old real right, spoilers. But so, right. so the plan is not to charge uh, for, for anything that you're already getting. But we thought, well, you know what? If we want to raise some extra funds, maybe we can offer some bonus content like a point five episode. Yeah. And so Joe and I have, at least for now, decided that we will dedicate one day per week. Uh, you'll probably get these on Friday, so you'll get the big movie of the week on Thursday. You should have a point episode, .5 episode by Friday, and that's where we can kind of review things. Maybe if there's a correction, uh, a lot of times the listeners in the League of Show Shares, they'll say, hey, I just listened to the episode and you guys got stuff wrong. That happens quite frequently, actually. Uh, it's mostly because of me (laughs) but you know we can talk about that if there's a big omission uh like uh you know alicia vikander is uh has an oscar and we say she doesn't (laughs) boom 0.5 episode no no not there's not we like everybody else Uh, hey hey but i do know her husband Well, not personally. That's true. Maybe, That's but, yeah. So, uh, so we can talk about that. We can talk about WrestleMania. We can talk about uh, video games. We can talk about podcasts that you're listening to. Uh, you know, the topics are endless. We'll try to keep them to around an hour. We're not going to go on for four hours or anything like that. But no. it's a chance to talk about things that are usually tangents, and we usually have to cut off because you'll hear one of us go, hey, look at the clock. We got to finish this movie up, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So that's... Stop. What... Whatever you're doing, stop this conversation. Exactly. So... That's what we're thinking this will be for. And so how will you get these episodes? Well, you're listening to this one. Uh, we posted this one up on the regular feed so that you would hear about it. It would be kind of hard to sell right. you this pitch without posting it. Uh, but the idea is that if you were to contribute a certain dollar amount, I think right now we're thinking $5 per month. So, I think $5 seems fair. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's 4.4 weeks in a month on average. So we're talking about you're going to get between four to five new episodes for five dollars a month a dollar an episode right uh that's all you're paying for the two of us to take an hour or two to record and edit and post all this stuff so we don't feel like that's too much to ask for you guys can tell us if you think it's a crazy idea but it is a way to raise money for the show and that way we can buy better equipment we can you know pay for the web hosting all the stuff that comes out of our pockets because right now uh, or even or even if you 
like what you want to hear. Like if there's something you guys want to, if you're if you're willing to pay the five bucks, and there's something you guys want to hear from us, whether it be uh, a review of a certain movie that maybe we didn't cover on real spoilers, or um, maybe an audio commentary for a movie uh, that you think would be fun, let us know. And if you are will, like if you like I said, if you guys are willing to pay the five bucks, we'll do what you want us to do. Absolutely, dance, monkey, dance, right? Yeah, exactly, and we will dance. <laughs> So that's the thing. So it's going to be what what our plan is is to talk about these conversational off-roads, to talk about these tangents, some current events, podcasts, things that are going on, but also yes, like Joe said, the listeners, the League of Show Sharers, things that you want to hear if you're a part of this group, if you're a part of this which we are running on Patreon. Uh, it has existed uh for quite some time now. We don't promote it because again, we're not trying to push and say give us money or else type of thing. It's just out there if someone wants to donate. So uh, our plan is right now $5 a month. Uh, You can, of course, donate more. You can donate a one-time of any amount. You can donate monthly any amount. It's up to you, but the the bonus content will be $5 a month minimum. And then uh, in the future, we're talking things like T-shirts. We've got a couple designs ready, so... If you want, Correct. yeah. yeah if, if you want to, if you're interested, like tell us, let us know. You think that's a good idea? Uh, we can do something like where if you donate a certain amount per month, then uh, you know you'll get sent a T-shirt. Uh, maybe we can do something like every six months you get the newest T-shirt design or whatnot. Something that would be exclusive yeah, for sure. for to sure. this. Yeah. So we've got lots of ideas kicking around, and if you have an idea that something that you would feel comfortable with, or maybe you say, hey. If I get to do this, I would even feel better about it. Like, what if you get a guest spot? What if we invite you to come on to the actual Real Spoilers or this show? Uh, you know, whichever one fits best or whichever one we can talk the other guys into doing. But let's say that you're right. th- this X amount per month. Uh, what if we draw from a hat, so to speak, one name that gets to be a guest on one of the episodes, right? Um, yeah. There's, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of potential here. And so the main thing is, like I said, we want to make this all a bonus. We don't want to take anything away, and we're not doing that. So for the Patreon uh, League of Show Shares, whatever we're going to call this subscriber base that's paying for it, you're going to be privy to the bonus content and also those opportunities that will develop down the road. Right. So, One of the other things we could do is if you're paying for it, um, maybe we set up a different um, RSS feed so you will get not only the real spoilers themselves, but you will also have a separate feed that could have these point episodes or the commentaries or whatever. Um, that way you don't have to worry about going to Patreon or finding it or things like that. Sure. Our, our goal is to make it as easy as possible for you guys uh, to, to find our content for you. Yes, absolutely. And, and we'll definitely do that. There is a way that uh, when you subscribe on Patreon, I know I do it for some other podcasts, that uh, they'll, well. they'll send you a special RSS feed and then it just all merges together. So it's great. Yep. Um, it's perfect. Now, uh, for a second, I want to uh, play that Sarah McLaughlin song with the, the you know arms of an angel oh, no. or whatever. Um, Why? Why are we doing that? Uh, b- because there are some poor little boys in podcast land that don't have a proper microphone, and oh. for, <laughs> for only for only one a one time payment of one hundred and twenty nine ninety five oh. or ten dollars a month times a year. Yeah, right. You you can give these poor little podcast boys a proper microphone. <laughs> a proper microphone so they don't sound like the, you know, they're sitting ringside at a baseball game. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, on to uh, better subjects. So, uh, Joe, yeah. uh, you, I think you, you kind of opened up a wormhole here. You posted on the League of Show oh, Shares. I did. Uh, yeah. You said, hey. We're... I didn't, I, I, you know, and then we got, you know, of course we've got Steve Kelly being a jerk off about, the, you know, who's your favorite writer on Review SPL. Right. But 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 you opened things of that nature. <laughs> but but you know what you did? You asked, "Hey, what do you want us to talk about in this episode?" And we got uh, questions that I never thought that I would hear asked. And I certainly, I figure we'll just start them. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. So uh, I figure what we want to accomplish with these episodes is we want to talk about news, like we said. Want to talk about maybe shows that we're listening to, other things. Uh, like I love it on the League of Show Shares when people are like, "Hey, I'm listening to this podcast," and do you guys listen yeah, to this? Great. It's great. It's great to build community. It's great cross promotion, uh, all that jazz. So there's that. And then I want to talk about things that are going on on the League of Show Shares, things that people are sharing, talking about, comments, corrections, whatever. 
And so today's obviously will be this mega thread that uh, I'm sure you can find yeah. it. Uh, it would be probably from yesterday by the time you're listening to this. Maybe this will get that's, up today. All, yeah, it should. Uh, and when we post when I when we post the show, I will make sure to uh, kind of post again inside the, the questions, and that way it should re up it, and you can find it again at the top of the page. Perfect, perfect. So yeah, so if we want to go back and forth on this stuff, Joe, do you have access to it right now? I do. Yeah. Okay, so I'll I'll start so, this I'll start this one off uh, because yeah. this is I'm just going down my list chronologically here, and so early on we had Brad Hyen telling you yeah. to, to convince me that Edge of Tomorrow is a video game movie. How uh, I, so is, does he mean like it's based on a video game or it it runs down the beat of a video game? Right, the latter. So what happened is we had this argument that went online for like, you know, an hour where he was, he, he was talking about good video game movies, which there at the time and still are very few None. of. Uh, so uh, currently, right now, Rampage, the episode of the week starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is the number yep. one highest rated video game on Rotten Tomatoes with, do you know the percentage? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 82. He would love that, 50%. Oh my god. <laughs> it is the highest reviewed video game movie of all time at 50%. <laughs> so, going back to Edge of Tomorrow, which didn't we do a podcast on that? Oh, we absolutely did. Yeah. Very early on, but so Edge of Tomorrow is yeah. one of my favorite action movies from the past decade. I think it's amazing. I loved it. I'm pretty sure everybody else on the show loved it from my recollection. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So we got to talking about it and Brad says, "Yeah, well, it's when we're talking about good quote-unquote video game movies like well, Edge of Tomorrow." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, hold on. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, the new Tomb Raider, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, those are video game movies because they are adaptations yeah. of a video game." And Brad's argument was, you know, just to just to throw, I don't know exactly what it was. This was months ago, but he says, "Well, but you <laughs> you start over, and and these certain things are like cutscenes, and then you start over, you die, you repeat. It's like starting over from a checkpoint." And I'm like, "Okay, so that's homage, that's influenced by video games. Okay, there's similarities, but no way in hell is Edge of Tomorrow a video game movie." No, no. So to me, a video game movie is a is a is a movie that is based off of a previous video game property. Right. So Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, Edge of Tomorrow. I, I'm almost positive Edge of Tomorrow is a manga. It's based on so a technically it's a comic book movie. I mean, if anything, yeah. So it's you know with the Japanese that's what it would be. those Japanese manga books. That's what it is based off right. one of those. And that was the um, all you need is kill was the. Uh, title yes, of the book, correct, right? Correct. That's right. That's right. And so, so, Brad, I cannot, in good faith, back up your argument that it is a video game movie because in it, it's a comic book movie. If you want to get technical, so, sorry, Brad. Yeah, sorry. But so, I will, not, I will not try to convince Kevin. <laughs> hey, you know he's like Judge Dredd. Jo, uh, Joe is wearing his that hat, the helmet, and he's right. screaming <laughs> about being the law, and that's it. What he it's says so, goes. It's so funny. So uh, yesterday, obviously, was the release of Action Comics one thousand was kind of a big deal it's the birthday it was released the same day as action comics number or the same year i believe as action comics number one 1938 so we're like exactly 80 years to the day um and uh bath and i friend of the show brian's bath and i went around to a local comic shop to kind of see what if, what they were doing if they had any deals and i ended up finding action comics number one Dredd, uh, I did. It's amazing. It was just sitting in a <laughs> sitting in a box. Nobody knew what they had. I paid the guy ten cents and walked out the door. <laughs> Congratulations! I quit my job already. Oh, uh, so, so you can afford no, a good I, microphone. Correct. Right, yeah, just one. I'm going to spend three million dollars on this mic. Uh, we're actually we're going uh, we're going to buy a radio station, and Joe is going to be the only one there, and he's just going to record these it. episodes. All the time. I'm just going to sit there 24-7, bring the kids on. It'll be great. Um, but I did end up finding, I've always looked for a ju- like the Judge Dredd. So he, he kind of started in 2000 AD, which is like a European comic magazine. Uh, a lot of the European creators, like British creators that we know here in the States, all kind of got their start over there. It's nuts to look at some of those comics. Like, there's no way that helmet is, uh, like, feasible. <laughs> 
Like you can't see out of that helmet. Like it's just, it's too it's too big and too bulky. But it's funny to to look at some of those older comics with Judge Dredd, where I'm just like, yeah, this is I make keep making these movies if you can. <laughs> don't don't go back to the Schwarzenegger stuff. Go to the go to the 2000 AD book and look at how crazy that stuff was. Yeah, you know that. I mean, but that Dredd, that Carl Urban Dredd movie was great, wasn't it? So good, so good. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the closest thing they got to the comic that uh, you know. I, I, in all fairness, when you when you cast, it's almost like casting Tom Cruise. That's why Tom Cruise couldn't be Iron Man because he'd be out of the suit the whole time. Uh, now, granted, we get that now because Robert Downey Jr. is you know is what he is. But you know, when you cast Stallone in ninety what ninety three, yeah, done, right, yeah, ninety four was that Demolition Man. It was right around then. Okay, but you're you're he's not going to wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so long, you're gonna see Stallone's face. Yeah, and there was Judge Dredd was 95, so I guess it went Demolition Man and oh, then wow. Judge Dredd. Okay, so yeah. Demolition Man's a good movie. Oh yeah, I I love those movies. We've talked about it before. These are all if if they're not good movies, they're deep fried tacos because they're so fun. That's true. You yeah. know what were what were some of yours? That's what we're doing on this show. So like. So I'll list off mine. So mine was, there was Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. Oh my God, that's so bad. Right? But so there was that. There was Dennis, Dem- Dennis, when, when Dennis Rodman tried to be more than a thing. Right? Uh, oh, it was great. Yeah. So yeah, Demolition Man. So that was Snipes and Stallone. Such a, such a fun movie. Demolition Man was good. Yeah. Yep. You have Judge Dredd, of course, that we already yep. mentioned. Uh, yep. And then I'm, I'm going to keep on the topic of these video game movies. I don't care if they're bad or not, but I grew up with Double Dragon on VHS. Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme once again. Like, those were yeah, my movies yeah. of the 90s. What about you? Oh, man, the movies of the 90s. That's, so the, the 90s is a weird time for me because um, there is there was a shift in movies at that point, right? So for me, so, like, I started to get, you know, the, the movie store, the block, it was a blockbuster, basically. Like, we had a small movie store um, at the top of our block, but Blockbuster bought them out, and then... Well, that was... Big thing. That was fitting. Blockbuster <laughs> yeah. bought out the movie at the top of the block? That's what happened, man. Like, there were mom-and-pop stores everywhere, you know? Like, there were the stores that had, like, the brown... Uh, like clamshell boxes that yeah. were behind the counter, you know, like the things that you see in clerk was exactly how it was when I was a kid. Wow. And then when Blockbuster came into town, like they, they shut all that stuff down. They shut down all those mom and pop places. They didn't exist. There was one, there was one place that was local called star video that I think was the last one to fall. And then finally they, I think they may have sold Hollywood. Now that I think about it. Yeah, that sounds right. When Hollywood, when they were, when they were, when Hollywood tried to quote unquote compete with Blockbuster, isn't that funny that people were just like Blockbuster was such a juggernaut that nobody could compete with them? Well, think about it. It's like, like a, that was a thing. It's like a lot of these. What's that? Best Buy competing with Circuit City and other electronic stores sure, sure. knocks them out. You've got uh, Barnes and Nobles left. Borders is shut down. Uh, I think a lot of those other little bookstores, uh, you know, around me, it's like all I've got is Barnes and Nobles. So. It's like you got right. the one juggernaut, and then I think like Walmart, but that's in every industry. They just push everybody out. Yeah. So, I mean, Blockbuster got to the point where they, like, I was able to find more stuff, honestly. Like, the mom and pops had, like, that was the horror place. Like, if you wanted good horror flicks, you would go to, like, the mom and pops because Blockbuster wouldn't really carry that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but I think for the night, I mean, for me, it was probably, um, like, the Goonies and the Monster Squad. Um, really anything that had to do with, like, so Mac and Me. I don't know if you remember that, Matt. Uh, oh. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Um, Harry and the Hendersons was a big one for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, and then we got into the horror stuff, like, and then, you know, the 80s, the 80s slashers, the VHS boom of, that made New Line and all of these other kind of smaller companies uh, millions of dollars because they could spend, you know, not even 15 grand on a movie and it would make millions of dollars. Wow. Well, you know, uh, then, then horror you know, stuff like that. And bad action movies like American <laughs> um, American Dragon or uh, oh, yeah. those are awful. They're, you know, any of the can the cyborg or uh, the Van Damme stuff isn't, were also terrible. Isn't Time Cop known as one of the worst movies of all time? Oh, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I thought cyborg, it maybe. Time Cop's not bad. I I was pretty sure. No, it, is, it is bad. It is <laughs> bad, but it's not like I don't know. Really? It wasn't. Maybe it was a different one. I thought. Well, you know what? At the time, so back in the day when Time cop was on vhs so you know you're talking early 90s they didn't have rotten tomatoes they didn't have these things and so i remember people just it was known that time cop was one of the worst movies of all time 
but nowadays rotten tomatoes we have movies with zero percent and three percent and all that so we have the zero percent club on real sports we do we do so okay well let's jump uh back into the league of show shares board joe why don't you read our next question uh so our next question is from uh miguel if i pronounce this poorly i'm really sorry uh mcgrainer uh sure i don't know if that's right sounds right to me but tell us you feel so uh, his first question is, if you could have a theme song, what would it be? And that's, I'll, I'll shoot that one to you first. <laughs> Great. Stick me with the hard-hitting yeah. questions. If yeah. I could have a theme song, geez, I, that is a hard question. I have, I honestly am completely stumped. I'm, I'm going to try to think. Do you have anything in mind for this? Uh, so it's weird. So, okay. Uh, it's Cult of Personality by uh, Living Color. Yeah, it's a good song. That would, yeah, that would be it. I So... I understand that it was it was CM Punk's theme song when he came back after he got fired, quote unquote, fired, quit. But I I liked that song when it came out. Yeah, I thought that song like it was it was a different kind of music. Uh, it was an African American like rock singer, which is something that I hadn't heard before. Uh, but so yeah, mine would be Cult of Personality by Living Color. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I just, geez, I have no idea. That's an, that's an interesting, I'm going to have to get back to Miguel on that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I can do my best to answer his next question. So uh, what was yeah. the, uh, the number two question on there was, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, let me try to I answer. mean, for me personally, yeah, you go first. Oh, I, I've been thinking about this. And so this is what I've been thinking about. Okay. So, you know, Galileo proposed in two new sciences, the square cube law, oh, that if the, right. if the area of an object doubles, the volume is cubed. Applied to a biological entity, if you grew a duck to the size of a horse, its legs and muscles, not to mention its bone structure, would not have nearly the strength to support such a creature. Thus, the horse-sized duck would be an easier enemy. So I'm going to go with the horse-sized duck. I just, it's my final, final answer. That's, uh, I mean, I, yeah, you did some serious homework on that. I'm impressed. Well, I mean, I just I, came to I, me. I, just came to me. Sure. Of course. For me personally, uh, I will take the, uh, the hundred duck-sized horse. Hundred I feel like I could, I could take a baseball bat pretty quickly, uh, to the, to the duck-sized horses and it, it, the fight's over. That's, uh, you know, that's what? how I feel about it. I mean, are horses even that angry? Is it because they're duck-sized? I mean, I, I feel like horses, they eat hay, right? Hay, <laughs> hay is for horses as... No, they bite. They absolutely bite. I know they kick you if you See, get behind you ever, them. Haven't you ever seen that video of like a horse bite? that girl's hair and just like ragdolling her around Ooh, yeah that does sound familiar yeah that's a real thing well yeah so have you ever played any of the old zelda games with the chickens no. Okay. So in Super Nintendo, they they started this thing that has become it's in a bunch of the games now. But uh, a Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. You could go to these farms, and there would be little chickens, just little white chickens, hopping around, you know, clucking or whatever. And you could hit them with your sword, and they would like run away, and they'd get real scared. And you could hit them, but if you hit them like three times, all of a sudden, like a hundred <laughs> chickens would come from the side of the screen and attack you. It's so nope. So I'm thinking, so you try to take on these hundred duck-sized horses and more and more just keep coming at you. I, that's, you'd be in a lot of trouble if I, if I've learned anything from those Zelda games. Bring on the, bring on the horses. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to, you know, we'll just have to test that someday. Uh, Yeah, please. Let's do it. But here's an easy one, Joe. If you pay pay $2,000 for Patreon. I will say I will fight uh, a hundred duck sizes. So you're saying that we could raise enough money for the research and development and the breeding of these hundred duck sized horses and the weaponry that you're going to use, and the, and then I will fight them. Yeah, but then we have to compete. We have to like talk to PETA. We might get people irritated with us. I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, people are irritated with me all the time. Anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, now if these were zombies, like you would be, there would be an excuse, right? Well, like, okay, all right, that's. That is not part of the deal because then if I get bitten, then uh-huh. I have to deal with that. And I, you know, yeah, but you that uh, might give you some time off I'm work. Good. Thank you very much. Yes, that's good. <laughs> okay, so Miguel's third and final question for now is. Vanilla or chocolate, Joe? Uh, chocolate all the way. So I'm going to go, it's funny, I'm going to go the exact opposite. Uh, I'm going to go vanilla, and here's my reasoning why. So Ugh. so listen, sometimes you don't want chocolate, you just want vanilla, something a little lighter. But if you want chocolate, you can add chocolate candy, you can add chocolate syrup. You can turn vanilla into chocolate, but you can't turn chocolate <laughs> into vanilla. 
I, I like the the taste of vanilla, like just plain vanilla. I am not a fan of at all. Like my favorite's French vanilla. Okay. No. You gonna get all hoity-toity? Well, it just gives you a little, you know, je ne sais quoi. Oh, excuse me. Yes, you're right. <laughs> but no, like uh, vanilla is. Uh, all right. So, okay, moving on from questions. So our next topic, Steven Spielberg tackling DC Comics movie Blackhawk. What do you know about this? Uh, so I know so Blackhawk is kind of like a throwback to older DC stuff. Um, they were like a special forces uh, kind of unit. I don't, I'm, like they show up every once in a while in the, in the book. Um, so I'm not 100% up to date on like what their history is. I mean, Steven Spielberg doing anything with DC, it can only be a good thing. You know, I, I that dude could have done a Superman movie um, yeah. that I thought would be, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, but I think, you know, maybe doing a 1940s, maybe 1930s uh, Blackhawk movie where, you know, they have to, you know, I don't know what their villains are. I don't really know a lot about the Blackhawks. But I think it's a pretty good move to let Spielberg do a period piece uh, within your universe, and then you've got him yeah. a foot with the, a foot in the door for Steven Spielberg into the DCEU is always a good thing. Yeah, I I agree. In I, my opinion, uh, I think it's it's the perfect place for him to enter because you don't don't have Steven Spielberg come and do Batman. Don't have Steven Spielberg come and do you know Thor four if they were over at Marvel. I mean, don't have him come and take right. something that's established and put a spin on it. Get let him do something that is a war movie because that's what Steven Spielberg does though. He's made he obviously has such an interest in that time period and he's made so many great war films that if you take a character that is surrounded by war then you're it's going to be Correct. a perfect well, entry point. Well, I think point. it's a group. I think the, the Blackhawks are like a group of um pilot i believe like i always like when i when i think of the blackhawks i think of um like leather bomber jackets and uh you know like old-timey it's funny you type in dc comics and the first thing that hits up that pops up is blackhawk sure yeah it's i mean people are, people uh, so are wondering just, i mean just a little background on it um there are fictional characters that were actually from quality comics that dc comics bought um Howard Chaikin was involved. They look, they look like, I mean, if you look up their pictures, they're, they're pilots. Um, so the, and it, the, it's a military comic. So, you know, having Spielberg attached to that is a good thing. Right. It's based around World War II. I mean, think about how right. many films he's made revolving around World War II and, and obviously a lot of critically acclaimed stuff. So I think this is the perfect point to get him in on a quote-unquote comic book movie when you know, it's it's like he's not tackling the heroes that we think of when we hear comic book or superheroes, but it is technically a comic book. So it's Spielberg Correct. and a DC movie. I, I think that's a great entry point for him. And that's, you know, you maybe uh, we've, we've said from the jump that they need a Kevin Feige um, and maybe it's Spielberg in wow. in a weird way. Maybe maybe Spielberg, not to the extent, but like he can, you know, when you get the Spielberg machine behind it, whether it's Amblin or... Um, he part of DreamWorks? Uh, yeah. He, well, I don't know if he is anymore, but DreamWorks SKG, he was the S. Okay. You know, you, you get that, that mind behind your movies. What I mean, he's the reason Paranormal Activity works. Well, I mean, let's just think about it. I mean, Steven Spielberg is a master producer. Like, as much as we talk about him. Oh, as, absolutely. I mean, he, uh, amazing director, no doubt. He's a great, great director. But this guy's name, how much stuff is Steven Spielberg's name on? When you go when you go into all the films like Back to the Future, you know the Zemeckis did, but Steven Gremlins. Spielberg, Gremlins. When you think about think about the shows, Animaniacs, which is coming back, that's a Steven Spielberg property. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on, and we don't need to list them all. But the the point is, this guy has, I'm guessing, hundreds of producing credits. Uh, I'm, I, I just clicked on his IMDb, 169 producing credits. That's insane. So, I mean, it's not insane. It, it's what, I mean, he's had a career since the, seven, the 60s, right? 70s? Yeah, but I mean, so in, in the amazing, another amazing thing, the fact that he does one or two movies a year, he has 57 directing credits, but three, sure. three times that producing. So the guy is a master producer. If you can get his money and his oversight, I don't know if he'll do it for comics. You know, I don't know if he has the time to dedicate with, you know, I mean, how many more years is he really going to be making movies? Uh, you know what I mean? That's true. He's That's probably fair. wants to hit his passion projects. He usually does nowadays. It seems like two or three for him and, and one big ready player one you know, every once right. in a while. But I, the point but is, the thing I, is, if you get like Abrams is a Spielberg guy. Yeah. Right. So like you get Spielberg 
Maybe you start getting access to Abrams. Maybe you start getting access to some of those other guys that were that came up with Steven Spielberg, and you've got yourself a, a little group of guys that could or and gals that could be some serious players in the in the DC EU if they decide to scrap the whole thing, which I think they should, uh, and start again. Yeah, the only thing that would concern me uh, or that I would question is Abrams is a Star Wars guy, so that means would he be a Marvel guy? That's true. Rather than a That's you true. know if he's he's still producing these movies uh he's coming back to direct the last one right so um i don't uh yeah yeah he took over that one from uh trevorrow right yeah so anyway uh yeah it will be interesting to see but i think uh we can both agree that steven spielberg for for uh, this property that i don't know much about but reading about blackhawk seems like a perfect fit for spielberg no it is it's, it's pretty smart yeah so okay and uh that actually was a question from jason Weesey. it was on our topics but he actually asked about that so jason there's your answer uh joe another hypothetical uh this one <laughs> this, okay. this one is from griffin fox smith he says a beetle the size of a small dog is angrily staring at you from outside the window. It has a sharpened kitchen knife and looks ready to throw down. What do you do, and why is it so angry? Uh, I have a gun, so I'm going to shoot it in the face. Hmm. Uh, and I don't really care why it's angry. That's, uh, if, if, I, if there's a beetle the size of a dog in, in front of me, I, I don't care. Yeah, that's some apocalypse it's, stuff. Uh, and and it's, I don't... Too, it's too risky. Yeah. It's too risky to even try to engage it in a conversation. <laughs> And I've I've uh, I played those Fallout games. Uh, no one has any problem with stomping on the giant beetles, and no, and no. Uh, I don't think PETA can mess with you because that is not an animal; it is a giant beetle, right? Correct. So yeah, it, and if you're gonna get angry at me for uh, a giant beetle, then uh, too bad. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, I got I got I got kids, Kevin. I got kids. I I hear you. I've got I've got a kid. I've got a, a couple animals here that would probably be eaten. Uh, I've got. You know, <laughs> my little dog would bark at it until it was eaten, and my bigger dog would Sounds just right. would just like slink in the corner till it was eaten. So another actually, if it ate if it ate the cat, I wouldn't be that angry about it. <laughs> you I would, hate that cat you so and, much. You and Tom both, right? Yeah, so, stupid cat. Yep. So Griffin, uh, and why is it so angry? Um, I'm pretty sure it just wanted to be friends, and we didn't accept it. That's it. <laughs> And then, yeah, it, it just wanted to be Joe's friend, and uh, it thought right. this is the only way to get his attention, like a like a kid trying to get his parents' attention. Let me get this sharp kitchen <laughs> knife, and Joe's going to pay attention to me. And he didn't know what would eventually nope. happen. Nope. So uh, thank you for your question. Too risky. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Joe, uh, why don't you read me one? Sure. Uh, we'll go to, how about, we'll do Jason Uh If you could reboot a childhood favorite and reimagine it with a much darker premise, what would it be? Ooh. Um, you know, well, I since we've been talking about DC movies, I the first one that immediately comes to my mind is Batman the Animated Series. And the reason why is... Jeez, how much darker do you think you could get that? I know, but so the problem is, is that we've got these DC movies that aren't working. We've got this Batman, which I think Affleck is great as Batman. He's just not in the right Batman material. And so Batman the Animated Series, yes, it was already a dark show, but it worked so well. If they could adapt the great writing of those guys, if you could get the Paul Dini and the Bruce Timm and, and uh, all, all the people involved with that show and take some of those great, greatly written stories and adapt it to a great Batman, which could still be Affleck. I, I think that he Do you mean adapt it into a Batman movie? Yeah, use some of those great storylines okay, okay. into a live action movie. So uh, Jason's a Batman guy, so I know he'll appreciate that. But uh, childhood favorites, when I think of things from my childhood, uh, Batman the Animated Series, I mean, Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, we've talked about the movies I've loved. I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to try to think of movies, I mean, Hackers, well, I don't know that they can make a dark movie out of that. But I don't know if you can make a dark version of Hackers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm saying Batman. Oh, man, that's a, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Because like, a lot of the stuff that I liked as a kid, I don't think really lends itself to a dark and gritty uh, version of itself. How about The Crow? Um, how much darker can you get than, than you know, than, than I, I do think The Crow, like, that was the first thing I thought of, but then I don't, I didn't think you could make that any darker. But, I mean, the original source material um, is pretty dark. Sure. You know, like, instead of it being uh, a planned attack on Eric and uh, Shelly, it is a completely random. Like, I think that they are having car trouble and just Eric's working on the car and, like, the car, the, the car full of bad guys just happens to drive by them and decides to kill them. Like, I feel like the idea that it would be completely random uh, is probably scarier than it being 
planned out. But then there's no like, oh, there's it, no it, justice. Well, like in the movie, in the movie, they want to destroy the building. Like they they want to tear that building down uh, to sell the property and do all kinds of stuff. And Eric and Shelley refuse to leave, and that's why they were killed. Yeah. In the the original comic, there is just a completely random attack. Oh, I see. Uh, which to me is scarier than the big bad guy. You know saying kill them you know what i mean yeah no i agree i i I think that the randomness is scarier creepier more relatable to where oh my gosh that could happen to anyone um but you know in in movies think about it uh i'm gonna go back to batman because again i'm a batman guy so they had to give you know who killed batman's parents in batman 1987 or batman 1989 89 right right. yeah uh and they ended up instead of going with joe chill they turned it into the Joker, Jack Nicholson's character. Sure. So that yeah. way Batman could face the person that killed his parents, not save him from the rooftop. I mean, however you want to call that, you know, kill slash not well, I mean, save. He, he reaches out for him and the Joker doesn't. Yeah. He also attaches back, him to a so gargoyle it, you know, that breaks. So it's, you know, it's, that is also he, true. <laughs> he tried to save him, but you know what I mean? Like, so there's always that right. fine line and at least Tim Burton didn't have Batman blowing him up with a machine gun. Like some directors would do. That is, that is fair. Uh, that is fair. But you know, they have to, they had to tie it up that way at the end of the movie. So whether there's a sequel or not, the hero can get some kind of vengeance, some kind of justice, or at least kind of put that to rest. But of course with the Batman character, it's, that's what drives the character. So he's, never going to be at peace that just doesn't happen right so uh how about uh back back to the future where he actually sleeps with his mom oh (laughs) well no you just watched the john mulaney on snl so i know exactly oh i know i didn't what i i I, is that is that a skit on there so i've only seen like i've seen the the um the drag diner Uh and i've seen uh the the 420 walkout one okay let's let's uh veer off road for a second so they do, okay. they do, um, okay, first of all, John Mulaney, one of the funniest stand-up comedians right now, go watch. Right now, yeah, for sure. Go watch all his specials on Netflix. Uh, he just hosted SNL. And so uh, now for Joe, there was this skit where they talk about um, an old TV show that apparently was popular in the 90s. And it was canceled. And oh, oh, I did see that. Okay, and now Is because really strong. Yeah, of course, all the reboots and remakes, like yeah. they do, they want to bring it back. But the reason the old show failed was they kept focusing. It was like a Freaky Friday where there was a swap, and all they would focus on <laughs> was that the mom would be like, "It's Wednesday, it's our night," and the kid would be all right, awkward. right, right. And so every episode revolved around the kids <laughs> having to sleep with his mom. And so I thought, oh man, Joe that, loves that. Was very funny. Yeah. So maybe a subconscious there. Um, maybe, let, maybe. Okay, so let's jump to a new subject. So there's a big movie coming sure. out. Um, I think it's going to make a few bucks. It's called Avengers Infinity War. Oh, uh, I, I believe I think it's playing at the high point only for uh, us. Here oh, in St. Louis. yeah. For for their people that are not local, that's an art house theater. So yeah, I think it might get yep, in there. Yep. Uh, we'll see if it makes the cut. So this movie they're talking about, uh, according to Fandango, which of course is only a small, I mean, it's a big chunk, but it's a, just a percentage of, of the ticket pre-sales because you can reserve things through movietickets.com, through your theater. Uh, Adam Tickets right. is a big one. AMC, you go directly through. I, 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 I prefer the smaller theaters here in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so I bought my tickets through uh, their website rather than Fandango. Nice, yeah. Give them more of the percentage, uh, or at least save the Correct. fees or whatnot. So anyway, but so right. so not to to say that it's not worth anything, but but Fandango is probably one of the biggest ticket retailers, and for their numbers, it is already outpa- outpacing Black Panther, which, as we've discussed, Black Panther is you know one of the biggest movies of all time now. So yeah, it's the number. I think it's the number two movie uh, domestic of all time. Domestic, yeah. So and and worldwide, it's number five, I think, of all time. Yeah. So. Black Panther was an incredible success, and that had records for pre-sales. Infinity War is beating that, so carry the one, right, divide right. by five, plus two, fraction, multiplier, uh, parentheses. And that means that this movie is going to do insane business. I mean, do you think, uh, is it possible that that this movie, I mean, at first I thought, okay, well, yeah, it's got all the Avengers plus Black Panther. Of course it will do great. But then look at the second. I mean, uh, I mean, not only does it have, but I, I'm almost positive that it's, we're going to see some, we have to be able to see some new characters. You uh, know what I mean? Like, I would not be surprised if Captain Marvel showed up uh, somehow, Adam Warlock. Uh, I think James Gunn I mean, said he's not in it. 
James Gunn. Because, oh, he did? Yeah, because he said there was that post-credit scene, and he explicitly said that he wanted to use that character, but he said that he is not going to be in Infinity War. It wasn't leading to that. It was just its own little standalone. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a massive movie. I, yeah. it, are you going to ask me if I think it's going to break a, uh, a billion world domestic? That's the question. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So domestically, Black Panther made $675 million. I mean, that is quite a bit, right. quite a bit away from a billion dollars, but you've got Black Panther as a part of this group with all the other heroes, so is that enough to boost it? That's the, I think it's very possible. I, I don't know how it doesn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, we'll see. It will be close. And cool. I mean, we gotta, it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. So uh, just as a refresher, Marvel's The Avengers, the very first one from 2012, made $1.5 billion worldwide. And Avengers Age of right. Ultron made $1.4 billion, so not as much as the first. But this one, obviously, coming off the huge success of Black Panther, I think will easily outperform Ultron. Uh, and it's got, like, what, 30-some-odd superheroes in it? It's... Uh, I, I mean, it's everything. It's every um, character that we've seen so far, except Hawkeye. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> or Jeremy Renner. You know, you know what my theory is. I think no. I've, I, I've, I've uh, Sherlock Holmes did. I've cracked the case. Uh, everybody's gonna die, but Hawkeye, and he is now the leader of the West Coast Avengers. I mean, I could see them doing it, like spinning off the West Coast Avengers, uh, as long as Vision wears the white suit. There you go. Um, that's really that. That's the only thing that matters. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But either way, um, I don't think they're going to be hurting for money when this thing comes out. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely not. So Jeremy, a friend of the show and writer for ReviewSTL, says, "Uh, I've got a question for you. If I'm wanting to see the new Avengers movie, which one should I watch in advance? Um, I think it would be hard to jump into it without watching any of them. Although there probably are some that you could skip. So, Joe, you're the comic guy. What, uh, what movies yeah, do you think you could leave out tough. before Avengers 3? Probably leave out uh, Iron Man 2. Uh, you could probably leave out... 3? Do you need Iron Man 3? I'm trying to think if you actually need Iron Man 3 or not. I just... I, I mean, I love... Uh, I guess you, you don't really... Yeah, because there's no connective to Iron Man 3. Uh... I feel like the origins would be good and probably every Captain America movie. Every Captain America movie is like really important. Like I think every single like, you know, the first one you get the introduction of Cap, second one you get Bucky, uh, and then the third one is the split. Like I think they're all equally important. And it's also um, Avengers two point five. It is, that's true. That's true. Uh you could probably skip Thor two, though you won't know where the ether came from. Do you like think, that's a thing in Thor two. Do you think I, I'm just wondering, so aside from the character development and of course the origins have been, you know, very enjoyable for for these. Whoa, the hold on, really hold on, I'm getting music. <laughs> Some ad started playing on the computer. No. I pro- oh. <laughs> probably knowing your track record for today. No. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not even there, but it's my fault. Um, so all the all the uh, all the origin movies have been really good. Uh, so I think that um, I think that's good to watch them and for the character development. But if it comes to the stones, so Thanos of course has the gauntlet and he's trying to collect all the infinity gems for the gauntlet. Do you think the layman, the non comic book here, you know, if they just want to come see and a bunch of guys kick ass and all the superheroes on screen? Is the layman really going to care, like, how Thanos got the stones for his glove? Probably not. And I have to believe, I mean, the Russo brothers are really good at putting, making these ensemble movies work. So I'm sure there will be some sort of explanation as to, like, where Thanos has gotten them. So, I mean, you probably need to watch all the origins, all of the first entries. Um Probably Spider-Man, which doesn't really have any connective tissue besides Tony Stark. Like, it's its own kind of thing, but you have Tony Stark in it. Um, and if you want to do it like a whack job, you could actually watch the first, what, 10 minutes of Spider-Man. Yeah, first 20 minutes, then go watch Cap 3, and then come back and finish Spider-Man, because that's the way it would play out right because he's got the cell phone footage <laughs> right correct correct oh and wow. it's also like yeah he's filming himself before he goes to the air like the the opening part uh of spider-man is him getting to the airfield yeah and then you know it is what it is but i i, I think all of the all of the origin ones i think uh guardians one guardians two you don't really need it's a great movie but you don't really need it yeah they're kind of um, sta- i mean when you talk about ragnarok and you talk about guardians two these are really fun movies movies 
but do you need to see them for continuity? I think they're I pretty think, standalone. You might, you might need to watch Ragnarok because it will tell you where Thor is. But the question is, like, do you it, need do you need to know where Thor is to understand when the Avengers assemble you, and Thor's there? Like, does it matter? You might because I don't think we're gonna see like we're not gonna see Thor. I think we're not gonna see Thor. I think when we see he's gonna be on that ship and that ship's gonna explode. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like at the end of Ragnarok, there's the big ship in front of the little ship. Sure. I think that ship's going to explode and Thor is going to be picked up by the guardian. Ah, interesting. So, you're, so I think you're going to, I think you're going to want to know how he got there. Oh, there you go. So yeah, um, I, I think that's a good plan. So maybe throw in Thor three. It's a lot of fun, but watch the origins. Yeah. Sequels don't matter as much. Watch Thor for fun. And uh, of course, Black Panther we talked about on real spoilers that it is going to be around the first week of release for infinity war. So uh, should still be in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. So at least it, it comes out the following week. So whether or not it, it's, you know, right up until the Tuesday or the Friday, I don't know how they're going to pull it. Uh, look at Jumanji. It was in theaters for two weeks while it was on VOD to buy and people still gave it a couple million dollars every week. So it was nuts. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I think that's the way to do it. And, uh, I'm thinking that I think it will be great to see Black Panther again. Uh, most people have seen it, but uh, it's such a great movie. Watch it again right into Infinity War. It should be a good lead-in. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, they tie, I don't think they knew what the, the, the hit they had on their hands, but they couldn't have timed that any better. Right, exactly. Uh, Joe, question for you. This one comes from Dan Scott, yeah. and he asks, if you, could okay. en- if you could enter in any movie franchise as the new lead character, which franchise would it be, and what would your character do? What's his name? Uh, I would be, I would enter the Die Hard franchise, uh, as the hot shot by the book new partner for John McClane, <laughs> uh, who ends up adopting McClane's mentality towards like, as the movie progresses. Nice. So this is kind of like, yeah. I, I sense this is being kind of like a lethal Die Hard kind of. Kind of, yeah. Like it's the, he's the guy that, you know, but we'd have to have, I can't have the John McClane from the last Die Hard. I need like the McClane from oh god one or one to three, yeah. like one to that John McClane. Preferably of... the John McClane, like kind of a drunk, um, you know, smart ass a partner. Yeah, yeah, right. And then he's got to deal with my nudiness, if you will. <laughs> well, I think I speak for everyone when we say that none of us need the John McClane from the last Die Hard. No, correct. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Brad Hyen, friend of the show, asks, "How do you feel about the Gremlins reboot?" I don't personally. I think it's, uh, I, I I don't know. I don't really know anything about this. I have heard rumblings about it, uh, ramblings at that, but I haven't. I haven't. I don't know any of the details. And I have to say, I am getting pretty sick of remakes and reboots. So I'm gonna say, well, here's down. The, here's the problem. Here's the problem with doing that is Gremlins was supposed to be a rated R horror movie. Okay. Joe Dante, that was not supposed to be what it turned out. That Steven Spielberg, with his influence, um, came in and tool you know tooled around with it a little bit and turned it into what it was. That was supposed to be a, a horror flick, uh, and I I don't think you can do that. I think they're gonna if they do it, it's gonna be like this. You know, you might be able to do it for an animated flick, uh, but and make it a little less dark. I guess. There's there now. There's a there's something from when we were kids that you can turn dark and gritty and make it not fun, and that's the gremlin. That's true. Actually, make it a rated R because you could definitely tell. Yeah. I mean, those kills. I mean, when they you know when they kill the neighbors and you can tell there's some violent stuff going on. You just don't see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think the scene where uh, they keep messing with the neighbor who's in like the wheelchair, yeah. like the, the lady where she's, uh, I think they're supposed to cut her head off and like kick it down the step. Right. And that got cut from the movie. Yeah. With, well, for good, for good reason. Yeah. Cause I've watched, I've watched gremlins with my son and uh, I don't think I would uh, have, have shared it with him quite this early if there were that type of violence no. going on. No, probably not. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's do one more question and then we'll wrap it up. We want to keep these around an hour so we can leave some questions for next time. If your question didn't get answered, uh, I'm sorry. You probably suck. But uh, no, just kidding. You just, <laughs> but uh, just keep asking. We'll we'll either carry these over to next time or uh, we will just have new questions. So uh, let's see right. for the for the final question. I'm going to go to a wrestling question for Joe. 
I just I, oh okay All I right. feel like um you know uh oh I'm 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 generous I'm feeling generous I'm gonna go with a two parter here uh, I'm gonna go with a super right. a Superman question and a wrestling question for Joe oh man so right in my wheelhouse yep so so uh, first of the two parter here Matt Reedy wants to know because of the 80th birthday you mentioned what is your favorite all time story from the comics of Superman uh, oh man does that include uh... comics only okay uh that's tough I think. Uh, Kingdom Come is always the one that I think is one of the is one of the best. Um, there's a lot. There's Red Sun. There's Superman Secret I- Secret Origin, uh, Birthright. But I think Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Alex Ross um, is probably one of probably the in my opinion again subjective art form uh, the best Superman story ever. Uh, if you haven't read it, please do it. It's you can find it anywhere, uh, digital, trade paperbacks, what, however you want to get it. Um, it's beautifully painted. It's not, it, I mean, Alex Ross does the pencils, but he also paints everything. And yeah. it is a beautiful book. If you don't know um, Alex Ross, about a, just just Google Alex Ross. Yeah, you have to. And, and just yeah. oh, do Alex Ross DC and look at his Batman, look at his Joker, Superman, just all the... DC characters, Justice League, it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it would it's a toss up between Birthright and Kingdom Come, but I think Kingdom Come uh gets what wonderful and amazing about Superman. Um, just to give you the brief history, the the old guard of heroes have retired for the most part. There's a new guard that did not have the uh, older heroes to train them, and it's gang warfare. And finally, they realize that Superman, who has retired at this point and has left, um, they need him to come back and set things right after an incident in Kansas. I won't tell you what happened in Kansas, but there's a big, big incident and they realize they need him back. Uh, And he's a broken man. And for reasons you will see in the book, why he's broken. Um, And he doesn't want to come back, but he knows that he may have to. And he comes to blows with you. You will see versions of heroes that uh, are one of the things that's always been cool about DC is like their heroes can be generational. Uh, So you see different iterations or younger generations of older heroes. Um, But don't worry, all of the people you like are there. Everybody exists. Uh, they just might look a little bit older. Cool. Very That's good. Something we can all. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all exist a little bit differently than we remember ourselves. A little bit, right? a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we'll wrap up the discussion for this week with a question from Troy Anspa. And Troy says, yeah. what do you think about John Cena's up and coming movie career? And what wrestler may be the next to move to Hollywood? Uh, I think Cena... I think Cena knows his time in the ring is up or very, very close to being up. Um, He has enough name recognition at this point to um, parlay that into some sort of Hollywood career. Uh, I don't think he has the ability of The Rock, but granted, The Rock wasn't The Rock when he first came out. You know, like he did, he had the charisma, but he didn't have the skills to back it up. I think if Cena uh, wants to do the Hollywood thing, he needs to leave wrestling. He cannot, you cannot do both and expect to have the career of The Rock. That's just not going to happen. The Rock left the WWF slash WWE and dedicated full time to the to movies, and um, that's why he got as good as he did. So I think Cena in bit part can be funny. Uh, we talked about it in Sisters. We talked about it in um, what was the other one where he was like a bit part. Oh, uh, it was uh, the Amy Schumer one. He was the boyfriend. Oh that yeah, was... train wreck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, train wreck. Um. I didn't see blockers, but Tom uh, from Real Spoilers seemed to enjoy it. Uh, so uh, do I think he has the ability to be a leading man? I don't, honestly. And he kind of got himself in a, in a little bit of hot water uh, in the past week or so. He's kind of done the he, – he, he's been playing the part of the heel, uh, which is, he's not accustomed to. Obviously, he and Nikki Bella, who were a couple for six-plus years, like to the point where they even proposed to each other. Like he proposed to her uh, at WrestleMania last Last year, not this year, but the year, but last year, um, he broke off the engagement a month before so, they were uh, going to get married, right? Yeah, like the, he, you know, his career, or I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not here to speculate. I don't know, but he kind of seems like the guy behind the scenes that cares more about his career uh, than the people around him. There are plenty of stories of him burying talent and new guys because uh, he could. So, you know, I think Cena may need to cool his jet. Coolest ties, if you will. Uh, and um, so who do you think stay out of the line? Yeah. So who do you think uh, who's the next rock? If it's not going to be Cena still to be determined, who is the next rock to hit Hollywood from the WWE? Yeah. If we're going to talk about WWE, I, I mean, you could say any wrestler, but I think people would really understand the WWE people. 
Uh, that's tough because I don't think there is one. Um, I think the, the only guy that really comes to mind is the Miz. Maybe um, he has been doing. He's uh, you know he's been in movies. He has the experience of working on set. Um, he was in the Marine, like all of the Marine sequels that were awful, like the ones that are straight to TV or whatever. Um, but he's got a look. He's got the. I think he's got the right kind of charisma. Uh, maybe Dolph Ziggler, if he decides to quit wrestling altogether and get into. I know he likes doing stand up. Um, you know, maybe he can parlay that into something if acting is part is something that he wants to. But I don't. You know, I can't really point to a guy or gal for that matter that could make the jump at this point. Uh, what about their roster is packed, but they they're struggling. What about New Day? They're so funny. Could they do a comedy? I, uh, they have such personalities, think, you know. You know, I think maybe they could write. Yeah, I think that there is definitely some wit, and I think all three of them are very smart. Um, I think Big E and Xavier Woods are the two that could probably write something and you know make that work i don't know about acting but i definitely think they can write something uh that could be really funny all right well we'll leave it at that that was joe's wrestling hollywood corner so uh (laughs) tune in every week if we if we make it that far (laughs) well but i I have a microphone that works yeah exactly if we can make the connection work but Anyway, so that's our show. Yeah. So that is another Real Spoilers .5 episode. You get an idea of what we're trying to do. Obviously, we'll hone it in a little better, but the idea is talk about what's going on, talk about the show, and talk about what you're asking about. Uh, talk about questions that you give us, uh, corrections, you name it. So we love the discussion. We love the League of Show Sharers and everyone chiming in. So thank you for that. Uh, but for now, uh, let's tell everyone where they can find us. So I'm Kevin and you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Brackett and on reviewstl.com. Joe. And this is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey, but B U T T S 21. All right. And, uh, thank you again for listening and we will give you all the information for the Patreon along with this episode and post on league of show shares. Thank you so much for even, uh, entertaining the idea of supporting another episode. Uh, please give us your feedback and suggestions. Again, uh, all we want to do is provide more bonus content for the people that want it. So uh, thank you very much yeah. for that. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It was This is going to be fun, so don't worry. Yeah, I think we'll have a lot of fun with it, and we'll try to bring on guests and different things that are relevant every week. And who knows, we might end up doing more than one a week some days, but we got to see where the support is, and we got to see if anyone wants it. Yes, correct. So, of course, uh, tune in uh, to Real Spoilers. Uh, the movie of the week is I Feel Pretty, starring Amy Schumer. So that will be coming up. Uh, you should be able to catch that next Tuesday slash Thursday for the box office and the movie review. Yep. And then we will talk to you on another Point Five next Friday. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Have a great weekend. Personality